Welcome, everyone, and thank you very much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on September 14th, 2022. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most gracious God, we thank you for your word that is alive and active. Help us to meditate on your word daily. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we pray that your will is revealed to us and your Son, Jesus, is revealed to us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so about three years ago, we were having a discussion in our young adult Sunday school class, and someone asked a question. Do you think we would recognize Jesus if he came to visit us today? You know, I think the answer could be yes, no, maybe. For many in the Western world, most familiar image of Jesus is one of long flowing hair, smooth, light complexion face, and blue eyes. Other cultures have their own depictions of the Christ. The Virgin Mary is draped in deerskin. Joseph sports moccasins, and their child, the baby Jesus, is wrapped not in swaddling clothes, but a papoose. And the three, is, three wise men are three chiefs. The Algonquin Indian representation of Christ's birth is just one of over 200 nativity scenes Reverend Gerald Vorick has set up in the basement of his church. Now, this Catholic pastor has been collecting the religious figurines for more than 30 years. He has sets from Italy, Bolivia, the Congo, Japan, and dozens of other places around the globe. Reverend Vorak grew up with the blue-eyed, light-skinned image of Christ. But as his collection clearly shows, that depiction is merely one of many. Just as God is said to have created man in his own image, societies have created Jesus in theirs. Truly, Jesus would have looked like a Jewish person in the Roman territory of Palestine 2,000 years ago. But art is a means by which we can take the message flowing from that historical reality and make it something that others in this particular time and place can draw near to and connect with. Simply put, Christians simply relate better to a Savior who looks like them. Now, some of you may remember a song written by Phil Collins titled, Another Day in Paradise. Listen to the words from the first verse of that song, and it'll kind of give you an idea of where we're headed with our study and reflection today. And don't worry, the answer is no. I'm not going to sing it for you. The song goes like this. She calls out to the man on the street, Sir, can you help me? It's cold, and I've nowhere to sleep. Is there someone, somewhere you can tell me? He walks on, doesn't look back. He pretends he can't hear her, starts to whistle as he crosses the street, seems embarrassed to be there. Oh, think twice, because it's another day for you and me in paradise. Oh, think twice, because it's another day for you, you and me in paradise. Think about it. Our scripture reading from today comes from the book of Matthew. The setting is the Mount of Olives, and the characters involved are Jesus and his disciples, who have been asking him a series of questions, and here he answers. 
This comes from the parable of the sheep and the goats. And it's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 to 45. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of these least of these, you did not do for me. Now, I've started reading a book, and I want to share the opening story of that book with you. The title of the book is Joshua, and it's written by the author named Joseph Garzoni. This book was recommended to our Bible study this past Sunday morning. I've not completed the book yet, but without a doubt, I could recommend this book to you. And Joseph, the author's last name is G-I-R-Z-O-N-E. Here's the opening story. It was a bitterly cold winter night, and a stranger walked alone down the street of the city of brotherly love, not far from the old railroad station. People were rushing around, and many were on their way to celebrate with friends, others on their way to evening services at church. Some were even last-minute shoppers because it was Christmas Eve. The stranger was not properly dressed for a cold winter night, wearing nothing more than a woolen shirt, ordinary pants, and a pair of sandals. But, surprisingly enough, this man seemed unconcerned about his exposure to the elements. And as he stopped at the corner, he looked both directions and then began to cross the street. Seemingly out of nowhere, a speeding car slid around the corner, barely missing the stranger, but managing to soak him with icy slush. Furious at the close call, the driver yelled out the window, Watch where you're walking, you lazy bum! Unperturbed, the stranger continued on his way as if he heard nothing. 
joining the people who were ahead of him, headed to the church a few blocks away. No one paid much attention to the stranger, but those who did commented to their companions about how poorly he was dressed for such a freezing night. One lady even suggested that her husband give him his overcoat as he had two more at home. He replied, Honey, you got to be kidding. There's no reason why this guy can't work like everyone else. Should I be expected to dress him? You know, I never in my life ever truly seen a poor person. People like him are just too lazy to work. The wife said nothing more, and the two hurried toward the sound of joyful Christmas hymns. Taking no notice of this exchange, the stranger continued on towards church. At the steps of the church, a young boy selling calendars watched with sadness as he approached. Hey, mister, you look cold. Don't you have anything better than that to wear? That's all I have, Thomas, but I don't mind. But you have to mind. It's a cold night. You're going to freeze, especially from that guy splashing you with slush. There he goes into the church with his family, and he's not a very nice man. I know him. Here, take my coat. I have a sweater underneath so I can keep warm, the boy said as he took off his coat. It had a hole in the elbow of one sleeve. The coat, coat was old, probably handed down in the family from one child to the next. By the way, mister, what's your name? Joshua. Joshua, that's a nice name. But how did you know my name? The boy asked him as he offered his coat to Joshua. When Joshua did not respond immediately, the boy, in his excitement to help the stranger, forgot that he never got an answer to his question. Joshua accepted the gift so generously offered and tried to put it on. It was clearly too small, but as he put his arm in the sleeve, the sleeve expanded to a perfect fit. As the tiny coat grew to Joshua's size, he watched the boy's growing amazement and smile. Then he took off the coat and gave it back to the boy. It was no longer a worn-out rag, but a beautiful new coat. The coat that the boy gave to Joshua, Joshua was still wearing. Gee, mister, how did you do that? Joshua smiled. Our Father in Heaven always takes good care of us, Thomas. I also noted that, noticed that no one is buying your calendars. But your Heavenly Father knows that you need money to buy presents for your family for Christmas. So, we blessed you. You will find what he gave you in the right-hand pocket of the coat. The calendars he would like for you to give to poor people when you see them tomorrow. The boy reached into his pocket and to his surprise found a lot of money. The parish priest on the way to Mass watched this touching scene unfold from a distance. The boy he had known since birth belonged to a family in the parish that he had known for quite some time. They were a poor, struggling family, trying hard to survive. The priest had offered help in the past and allowed the boy to sell his calendars outside the church each year around Christmas. The priest was touched when he saw the boy offer Joshua his coat, and he was awestruck at the sight of what happened next. He wanted to walk over and become involved, but out of respect for the privacy of what he was watching, he decided to wait. 
After Joshua gave his coat back to the boy, he turned and looked over to the priest, and in a kind gesture of recognition, he smiled at him. The priest returned his smile and then entered the church, wiping the tears from his eyes. As the priest prepared to begin his sermon, he stood up and told his parishioners that the sermon he had worked on all week he could not give. He said he had just witnessed his sermon out in front of the church. Let me tell you what happened. You all saw that little boy sitting outside selling his calendars. His father is sickly and cannot work. The mother struggles with her five children, and they have very little money. I let the boy sell calendars so he can earn a little bit of money and buy gifts for his family, like clothing and even firewood. As I was entering the church, I saw the boy standing there in the cold. He noticed a stranger without a coat, and he was poorly dressed. I'm sure all of you saw that same stranger. The boy saw him and felt sorry for him, then proceeded to take his tiny coat off with holes in it and offer it to the stranger. The man took it and put it on, and as he did, the coat began to fit him perfectly. He took off the coat that grew to size and gave it to the boy. Joshua still had on the original coat with the holes in it. The boy could not believe his eyes, nor could I. Then he told the boy that God knew that Thomas needed the money to buy presents for his family, and he had only sold a few calendars. So God bought the calendars from him and said that he should give the calendars to poor people that he would meet tomorrow. He told the boy to look in his coat pocket, and when he did, he found it full of money for presents for his family. Then the stranger looked up at me and smiled as if I knew I wanted to talk to him, but that it was the boy's moment and he did not have to talk to me because that knowing smile spoke to me a thousand messages in the way his eyes looked at me. I knew it was God. It was Jesus who had come to visit us this evening to share his Christmas with us. You all had a chance this evening to meet Jesus on your way into church. Did you see him? Did you smile a greeting and wish him Merry Christmas? Were you kind to him when he walked across the street? I noticed his clothes were soaking wet. Jesus told us that we could always find him with the poor. Tonight, he kept his word and came among us as one of the poor. I'd like to end by reading this uh, two verses from Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 1. And two, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Hopefully, this will give us all a new perspective of what Jesus might look like. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for your living word where your Son, Jesus, has revealed to us. Give us the eyes to see, ears to hear, and heart to love people that don't necessarily fit our personal description of what Jesus should look like. We ask this in his name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace 
serve the Lord.